First of all, we want to say thank you for the process of where you are. Now, I know you're looking and you're being like, why are there so many families right there? We're going to have a baby dedication today. Baby dedications. So, these, so if you have never met Pastor Ben's children, hi, Lukey boy. What's up, buddy? Am I carrying you? Yeah. What? Flowers. I, I said flowers, but I got I to I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do baby dedication for all the children. Oh. Yeah. You're still a handsome boy, though. <laughs> you Filipino too, yeah? So you get it's, some. It's Tyler's. It's Tyler's? It's Tyler's, yeah. Oh, colors, nice colors. Yeah. Okay, can. Hi, Leah. Good to see you. Can I get a hug? Oh, I'm carrying you too? We you gotta switch off. You guys are twins. We, so. We see you at. We see you at Vovo's house. At Vovo's house? I see you at Vovo's. Are you inviting me over to Vovo's house? I, I see you at Vovo's house. Okay. You gonna be my daddy? Okay. Oh, yeah, I got you guys, too. Hi, you guys. <laughs> so we have, a, we have a good group. The reason why they're here together is because this is a community of families. And they do life together. They know one another. Their children play with each other all the time. So they don't know when it's church. Right? Our children, they don't know. They just, it's always happening. But we have three families here. We have Pastor Ben, Katie Ann. We have Kapua and Jared. We have Vanessa and Heva and all of their children. Now, when they asked to do baby dedication, um, because they gave their children such beautiful names, long Hawaiian beautiful names, I'm like, I got to write this stuff down. So I, I, I am going to use my notes on this. Now, you might be wondering, what is baby dedication? Why do we do this? Well, in the book of Samuel, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there was a woman who was given a, a, a word from God that she would have a child, but she felt she couldn't have, and she was trying to have a child, but she couldn't. But the prophetic word to her was, you will bear a son next year. And she said, no, don't say that, because I can't have a child. But she prayed, and she said, Lord, if I do, I'm going to dedicate him to you. And so she did. She had a son. And she dedicated him to the Lord, and he served in the temple of God. So that's why we do baby dedication. It's us saying to God, our children belong to you. Now, some of us were baptized when we were a baby because our parents felt that that was the best thing for you. Water baptism for us is when you come to an age where you understand, you can make that public confession in your belief in Jesus Christ, and then you're water baptized. And that significance is you go under the water, come back up like going into the tomb that Jesus did. Jesus died in the tomb and was raised to life. That's what water baptism signifies. Baby dedication are the parents saying, we know these children belong to you, God. And as the church, you know how we say it takes a village to raise a, a family or, or to raise the children? It takes a church to raise children. And I know these children, they're very well behaved right now. This is amazing. This is awesome. <laughs> Usually after service, they're like running around. So for all of you as children, you know, this is something special for all of you. And then for parents, um, I am so proud of each and every one of you and what you're doing. And it is, a, it is an honor for me to do this. And watching you grow up, Kapua, um, it, is, it is simply an honor and a joy to be able to be here today and be a part of what you guys are doing. Pastor Ben, same thing in the youth ministry. And now you have a youth ministry uh, with your children. <laughs> 
But as the church family, as we pray over uh, these children and the, and the parents, we're saying we want to support them and come alongside of them. So as their children grow up, as we see them grow up, as you see them in the community, at school, and even here at the church, that we can continue to pray for them. And Jesus says, no, welcome the children to me. And we lay hands on the children. We always bless them because they're going to grow up in this world. And at an early age, may they call upon Jesus as Lord and Savior. Some of them have already done that. So I'm going to start with you, Pastor Ben, because you have, you have a couple children. So where's, where's Caitlin? Okay, so I'm going, to, I'm going to roll through their names. So this is Caitlin Isabella Kalahoano. 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 And this is Brianne. So Brianne Kanani Makamai Shizuko. And then, where's Adrian? So Adrian Maripi Ilani Takiko. And this is Leah Sarai Morgan Ruth Pualani Tomio. And then Luke. So this is Luke Stephen Melvin Dane Kekoa Satoru. And this is Ben and Katie Ann. So, I, I, so, so, so for Jared and Kapua, so this is Araya. Araya James Kainoa Ikalai Maalona Silva. Was that? Okay, good. And then Ezekiel. I wonder why your name Ezekiel, like the Dallas Cowboys Ezekiel, for some reason. <laughs> Ezekiel Kamahoi Mosula. And then Haven Heani. You're the brand new one. You're so precious. Yeah, you guys are looking sharp. Okay, Vanessa and Hiva. Oh, my goodness. So, Kamauna, right? Kamana, Kui Kalaiakea, Jesse Tuaau. Sharp. And then Kale Tuaau, Maite Moana, Hiva Hiva, Ariana Tuaau. Beautiful. And then this young fella. Kiahi Ula Vena Oka Mauna Poohina Liam Tuaau. Yeah? Okay, so we're going to bless these children. And um, you get to participate. So if you stretch your hand forward, you're just agreeing with the prayer and you're blessing them too. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful that we can be here today to dedicate these children to you. These parents are saying they, that these children belong to you. So as they raise them up, we pray that you give them wisdom, wisdom beyond their years as mother and father, wisdom that comes from you, and the kind of wisdom that is required and necessary for their children to grow up in this world. We thank you that as they continue to grow up, as they continue to reach out to you as their Lord and Savior, that you would strengthen their families. We know that the family is being attacked today in this world, and this is a beautiful picture of the possibilities of what you're able to do when we continue to look to you for guidance. So we pray your blessing over these that are being dedicated today. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and we all said together, amen, amen. Beautiful. Yay. <laughs> oh, it's so good, you guys. Well done. All right, you guys can go now. So thank you, guys. Well, wait for daddy, guys, or just go play and, and have fun. It's awesome. It's so good. Pastor Ben, well done. I should pray for you continuously. <laughs> yeah, because that was, <laughs> they're yeah. so good, though. They're yeah. such a good group. Awesome. See, they can listen. They can listen. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they're doing good. Love it, love it. But we get to, you know, we get to celebrate this season. And, you know, the reason why I have these, these lay is today is lay day. 
I did not know that. I just was like, wow, so many people wearing lei, le po'o, and, you know, things like that. But we celebrate this month also because this Thursday we have our prayer night. It's a national day of prayer this Thursday, if you didn't know. And national day of prayer is when we, as the body of Christ, get to pray for our leaders in our country, whether or not you agree, okay? Sometimes you're like, I ain't praying for the president. I don't agree with him. And some are like, we should be praying for the president. He's great. So everybody will have different uh, viewpoints and perspectives. But we pray for our leaders because this is who we are as believers. The Bible instructs us to pray for those who are in authority. Whether or not you agree with them, that's not what the Bible is saying. It's saying, no, you pray. Because we can make a difference by praying for our leaders. And I love it because it's not just our church. We're actually, we're actually going to be joining up with other churches as well as we pray together for our nation, for our government, mm-hmm. for our community, and for our people. So, yeah, it's going to be a, an awesome night. So 6.30 we 630. begin, right? Yep. 6.30. And then coming up next week, Monday is Mother's Day. So Sunday, we celebrate. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, what did I Sunday. say? Monday. Next week, Monday. Wow. I don't know why I jumped to Monday. How is that possible? We had like 20 kids on the stage. So true, you know, true. We had long that's, names to remember. That's so. nervous, that. So next week, Sunday, <laughs> Mother's Sunday. Day. Mother's Day. My Mother's Day is different than Father's Day. I don't know why. Yeah, but I, I love I love Father's Day, but Mother's Day. Yeah. I love how we get Special. to honor moms. Like, that's the best part. Like, we get to honor moms. There's going to be roast pork for breakfast mm. and carrot cake. Carrot and cake. We have, we have the tents out there, which is, which is our... Yeah, so the tents are out there just so that you know for our... We're getting ready for our Mother's Day marketplace. Now, let me just explain what that is because it may seem like, well, what's, why, why is that valuable? Why are you doing that as a church? Uh, we should be about the Word of God, which is true. But what the Mother's Day marketplace is all about... When they would have different people there, the finances went towards like youth camps and various things like that to invest uh, in our youth ministries and, and different things that are happening. And during the pandemic and during this time, uh, what we wanted to do is say thank you to those who have been contributing uh, over the years in the marketplace to say thank you for investing in people. And so we want to thank you for, for doing that and, and have you be a part of what's happening in the marketplace. So there will be different types of, uh, I guess, clothing and I don't know if food will there's be There's food there, vendors. There's yeah. food vendors there too. Oh, you made sure of that. Yeah, yeah, I made sure, yeah. You did food, your recon. Food, yep, food vendors. Yeah, because it's, it's always good. It's, it's always good. But again, the heart behind it is for the kingdom of God. How do we continue to do everything purposeful for the kingdom of God? And that's all three services. Yeah. So, so, be so invite thing. your moms, invite people to join us because it's going to be an awesome, awesome and We do have the invitations on our app, but we also have invitations in the back end at our information center. And sometimes it just takes an invitation for someone to realize that you value them and that God values them and that they have a plan and a purpose, which we're going to be talking about today. So, oh, Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy service. Thanks, Pastor Ben. So some of you have been at this church for a while and, and you, you recognize that in everything we do, it's, it's some, some of the things that we may not realize why we do what we do uh, has a purpose to it. Everything has value. So what we say to ourselves, our staff, our volunteers, and, and for you is that everything we do, everything, is always connected to someone's soul. Baby dedications. These children are going to grow up. And one day they're going to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Or maybe they have already, but we do that in the hopes that they find Jesus. We have these chairs, we have online services, all of these things in the hopes that people find Jesus. 
So when we give to God our tithes and our offerings, what we're saying is, God, can you, can you use this in a way that will reach people for all of eternity? Like there's, there's no financial price that you can put on that. I know when I first came to church, people gave so that I could hear the gospel and then give my life over to Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a purpose to all that we do. So as we pray over our tithes and offerings, that's, that's the heart behind it. And so I'm gonna ask if you bow your heads with me as we do so. Lord God, we thank you, first of all, for being the greatest giver of all. You gave us your life so that we could have an eternal one. We pray over the tithes and the offerings that as we give to you, that you would take these finances and use it to further your kingdom. Use it so that people can find you. Help us to think of innovative ways and creative ways of reaching people, whether it's an invitation, whether it's online, whether it's just people being drawn to your spirit or us inviting a family or friend, a family member. So we know that you are good and you see everything from beginning to end. So we place these finances in your hand and it's in your name that we pray over these tithes and offerings. In your name we pray, amen. Amen, thank you for doing that. You know, when we think about all that has happened in the past couple of years, we are thankful that you did give because we were able to do what we call live stream. And that was in 2019. I, be, I believe 2019 we began live streaming. So it was maybe a year before. But we needed to find a way to reach people that may not have been here and a way for people to at least view what is happening in the hopes that they find Jesus Christ. Well, the pandemic hit and then all we had were online services. And people viewed online and then eventually came here live. And your giving allowed that to happen. And so I want you to hear the story of a couple of people who came to this church because of your heart to give. Let's watch. My name is Irma. Hi. I've been here, um, I want to say two years since the pandemic started. I discovered New Home online which was a great experience. Uh, then I transitioned into coming live, which was even a better experience. I still do online when I am not able to make it here. Um, I usually come every other Sundays and every other Sundays I'm online. I started volunteering, I wanna say about a year now. I'm here at the Resource Center where we have lots of resources for anyone who needs. Um, very informative books, items that you may need to help you study. Meeting all these wonderful people who's very loving, caring, and kind. It's a better experience live. Yeah, it is. And you get to meet people more personal, more personal relationship. I'm Melanie. And I'm Bill. Um, in 2021, we just started watching online. And um, I joined one of the Bible studies that was meeting on Zoom. And we've been watching ever since and have finally been able to start attending. It is so much more personable. And we've talked a lot about how we feel like we know the staff from a year and a half of watching online. But none of you know us. And so it's really fun to be able to meet all of you and then start making some new acquaintances and friends. In fairness, you know, the the online service was a blessing. We are both immunocompromised and the pandemic had us very close to home for months on end. And so there was something there and that, that was a blessing. 
and you know there are advantages there's zero commute time and you can <laughs> drink your cup of tea you know during the service right but uh, you know a little bit of a drive and sacrificing a few conveniences it's more than made up for by being here and we felt safe we we wear our masks um, in the service and you know nobody blinks an eye and uh, and so we we're still careful when we shop or when we go out but we've felt very good coming uh, back here and I find the worship is so much more alive being here in person I worship very well with music and I worship very well with the online services but it's ten times better being in the service because suddenly I'm standing up and dancing and my hands are up and you know it's just it's just so much more alive yeah, so thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for contributing. Uh, we get to do this together. And, and even throughout all that we've been through, just continuously following God's spirit is amazing because he's so good at what he does. I can't say that enough. And it, it, I don't want it to sound religious because it's not about a religion. It is about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're all learning together. That's the great thing about being a believer is that Jesus is the head of all of us and we follow his spirit. And today when we talk about the great assignment that God gave to us, just, just think about it. Every single person has an assignment. Every single person has purpose, value. Every single person has a certain amount of gifts or talents or a, a type of personality specifically given in such a way so that you can make a difference in this world. And you might even think to yourself, no, that's not, nah, I, I don't. I don't make a difference in this world. I stick to what I need to do and I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to do anything like that. I just, I just want to go about my day. However, God has given you an assignment. Every single person has one. To find out what that is, that's between you and God. But every single person has an assignment. God did it broadly by saying, you know, you're all my disciples. That word disciple means a learner, a follower of Jesus Christ. Right? You follow Jesus, like a disciple in uh, mixed martial arts or a disciple in uh, some type of martial art, that they're learning from their teacher, so they follow the teachings of their teacher. And that's who we are as believers, as Christians, that we follow Jesus Christ. And we all find ourselves in different categories, and, and uh, you know, our relationship with God is a personal one. So we can't put our relationship that we have with God on someone else. Nor should we compare, like, and some people will tell me this. They'll say, can you pray for me and my family because you're closer to God? I'm like, what? He says, yeah, it's like, like, I'm here. You're, like, close to him. I'm like, no, I'm not. We all stand level at the foot of the cross. It's not that I'm closer to God than you. God is always near to us when we draw near to him. So just draw near to him. He will be right there. He never leaves us. He doesn't forsake us. No one is more important than the other. We're all his children. So sometimes we have those perspectives and those stereotypes about each other that because they're a pastor that they, they have more ends with God or something like that. But that's, that's not accurate. We're all his children and he loves us dearly. We all have an assignment. I got a text one day and we were eating lunch at, at one of the restaurants in town, Shikitano's Pizza, love it. So we're sitting there and I get this text and it says, hey, one of our uh, rubbish bins uh, is kind of filled up uh, but we need to put it in the big rubbish bin and because it was raining it filled up with some water so about halfway it was filled up with some water not the big bin but just the, the, the smaller one and so they said we need some guys to 
uh, take out the rubbish and put it in. I said, absolutely, can do. So me and my friends came up here and we said, let's, let's do this. Uh, but I heard a story that someone said when they did that, they took out one by one. And then when it came to the bottom and all the water, it was like, bleh, just gross. So I thought, okay, then, then we're not going to do that. Whatever you did, that's what we won't do. So we had an assignment and we had to figure this out. So let me show you what happened. Let's, let's watch what took place. Right, okay, so what's the plan? What's the plan for us, leader? This thing is Yeah, we as believers, this is how we disciple people. Everything we do is discipleship. Everything we do. And pretty much that's the picture of us reaching people for Jesus. It takes a lot of effort. Sometimes you're going to bump into people whose lives isn't the most glamorous. 
Sometimes you'll step into some, some muddy waters with people, but we get to love people into the kingdom, into the kingdom of God, and we get to show people their value. That it's not about who they were, but who they're becoming. God is not so much concerned about our past than he is about our future. So when we talk about the great assignment that God gave to us, some of us know it as believers as the great commission. When Jesus died on the cross and then rose from the grave, before he ascended back into heaven, he gave his disciples an assignment. And it's found in the book of Matthew. Some of us will recognize this. Some of us have memorized this. But if you do have your notes, if you're using the app, you can follow along or it'll, it'll pop up here on the screen. And for those of you who are, who are online. So Jesus comes together with his disciples and it says, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Think about it. They see Jesus. They saw what just took place, and they still doubt. We're the same way. We still doubt Jesus, even though we know him, even though we've seen him work some miracles, even though we've seen him do great things, we still doubt. We have our humanity still with us. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Which means so be it. With a great assignment, you're going to need a great leader because the greater the assignment, the greater the leader needs to be. And God has given us a great assignment led by the greatest leader in Jesus. He is the greatest leader that has ever walked on the face of this planet. And we're going to find ourselves in different categories. You may be a non-Christian, somebody who doesn't believe in God. You might be a Christian, someone who does believe in Jesus Christ and you're saved. You have this, you have this relationship with Jesus Christ. And now you have a way to God because Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And now we have eternal life with God in heaven. But then you might be in the category of searching. Like you've been searching and you're wondering, there's got to be something more. Like, where is my life heading? Like, why go through all of this only to be here? Well, you've been trained all your life for this moment in your life. That all that you have been through is not for waste. That's why we sing that song, Testimony. Like every single believer has a testimony, a strong one. And God is not done with you yet. God has many more things for you to accomplish in this life, especially to reach out to people that don't know him. There are many people who don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know about eternal life. They don't know that there's hope beyond the grave. They don't know that unless somebody tells them. We have this great responsibility. We don't have unlimited time. We are limited in time on this earth God is outside of time he's eternal but we're limited that's why it's so important for us to remember when Jesus said oh yeah and don't forget I am with you always even to the end of the age we will get discouraged we will watch the world and think Where, what is happening and how, how do we get out of these situations and God is saying don't forget I, I've given you a savior and he will be with you always even to the end of the age so we come alongside of one another, alongside of Jesus, and we live this life. 
Paul the apostle, he's a, a person who met Jesus. After Jesus died and rose from the grave, he had a vision of Jesus, and his name was Saul, but he became Paul. His life was transformed. He said it in this way, I am the chief of all sinners. He's saying, no, you think you're bad. No, I got it bad. I got it worse. I'm, I'm the chief of all sinners. Imagine that kind of humility to say, I've done way worse things than you, yet Jesus still loves me. He, he says, I'm the chief of all sinners. You know the people that we're sitting next to? You might know their story. You might be thinking, no, 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 he's the chief of all sinners. No, she's the chief of all sinners. But Paul said, no, no, compared to all that you guys are doing, I'm the chief among them all, yet I found grace in God and his mercy because I have a purpose, I have value, and God showed me that. Paul was saying where, where there's a lot of sin, God's grace is going to be bigger. Where, where you think that, oh, this is, this is who I am, God says, no, that is not who you are. That's what you've done, but this is who you are. You're much bigger than what you've done because I have a plan and a purpose for you. Lamentations says it like this, and, and that word lament comes out of a heart that is grieving. But Lamentations 3.22 from the author whose name is Jeremiah who was weeping and, and lamenting over the things that were happening at that time with the people of God. God reminds us through Jeremiah that the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Now, Jeremiah could have written, his mercy never ceases. Still would have made sense. But there's a reason why it's plural. Mercies. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Mercies, plural. In other words, we can come to God and say, look at all my sins. He's like, well, look at my mercies. My mercies will always outweigh your sins. Always. It's, it's flexible. It will always outweigh your sins. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So we can never out-sin God's mercies. It cannot catch up with his mercies. The late, great Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers NBA team, he always said this, in the morning I get up at this time, it was probably around 3 or 4 o'clock, worked out, came home, had breakfast, took my children to school, then had another workout before lunch. After lunch, after I rested, had another workout in the afternoon, had some dinner, and then had another workout in the evening. And then went to bed, and that was my routine. Four times. Then he said, however, if I got up at six o'clock and I worked out in the morning, afternoon, and then the evening, I would have only three workouts. And some athletes do that, he said. He said, but if I do four workouts over a time span of years, I'm way ahead. They will never catch up with me. Which is why he was so great as an athlete. Well, God is saying, my mercies are eternal. Long before you were born, my mercies began. So you come into this world and you, you sin, you do the things that you're doing, and you think, I cannot love you, I don't love you, you're not valuable, you're not important, you have no purpose. How can you even think that? Your sins will never catch up with my mercies. It's so much greater than your sins. And that's possible because of what Jesus has done. That's why we do what we do here. 
It's because of his mercies, always greater than sin. And so when we think of it this way, so I have a pitcher of water and this is a sponge. Many of us, this is us. Many of us are saying, okay, God, I need you. And so he pours out his spirit into our lives and we're just soaking up the word of God. Whatever, whatever God is teaching us, whatever he's, he's doing in us and he's gonna do through us. And sometimes there comes a time in life where he just saturates us and we become heavier and heavier with so much knowledge and we keep saying to God, I need more, I need more, I need more. Feed me, I need more. And we'll even say it like, I don't feel like I'm being fed. I remember saying that and instantly the Lord says, that's because you're full. So I can't, no matter what, I can't, I can't pour any more because you're, you're saturated. So what do I do? He says, now you got to pour out. You got to pour out into others so that as I pour into your life, then you pour out into others' lives. This is who you are. This is your assignment. And because you, you're going to pour out into other people's lives, I will continue to do that for you. So it's not your love, it's my love. It's not your wisdom, it's my wisdom. And I'll continue to pour out to you, but you gotta pour out onto other people. That's how many of us came to know the Lord because someone else poured out into our lives, poured out into serving God, poured out into doing camera or, or the soundboard or, or, or serving him somewhere in the hopes that someone says yes to Jesus. And so you've been given a unique set of gifts, talents, and a personality that God specifically gave you and wired you up for so that you can reach the people that I will never reach. And you'll reach the people that so-and-so could never reach. So probably the people that you have the most difficult time with, the, that one person that maybe at work that you're like, oh my goodness, this person is so irritating. They're always, always doing this. They don't do their work. They don't do their job. And you're complaining about them. God is like, you know what? I have an assignment for you. <laughs> I'm going to pour my love into your life and then you're going to pour your love onto theirs. Because there's a reason why they're like that. Yeah, but that person is a Christian. That person is a believer. They're like the worst believer ever. Yep, I'm going to pour into your life so that you can pour into theirs. This is, this is your assignment. And we all have an assignment. Even for us here at the church, we have an assignment to reach people who are far from God, one relationship at a time. And most churches their assignment or their, their purpose comes out of Matthew chapter 28. The great commission that we partner with Jesus Christ in his attempt to reach people for him. We're all getting older. I was reminded the other day, my friend was talking about their, their pain that they had and that they did this thing called acupuncture. Now I'm not promoting it or saying not good things about it. I'm just saying this is their story. And they said, yeah, I had some aunties talking about acupuncture. Like, oh, no, you got to do acupuncture. That thing is good, you know, that they poke you with the needles. No, even so. They poke you, poke you, poke you, you get needles all over. But after a while, I can move my arms. It's great. But I'm reminded that that's, that's our bodies. That's humanity, right? We're getting older and older as we go in life. But that doesn't mean we're done with our assignment. It doesn't mean that we're finished. Jesus proved that even though we go through pain, it doesn't change that we have an assignment. Because even on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus fulfilled his assignment all the way even to the very end. 
Now, we have many methods on relieving pain for our bodies, whatever it will be. But it's just like how we have so many methods in taking care of pain. We try to use different methods to take care of what is happening on the inside or an emptiness or even the sin that is locked deep inside of us. And we try other things other than God. But to no avail because only Jesus Christ can take care of the hidden sin in us. He is the answer. So we as a church, and maybe even as the body of Christ, and I don't know where everybody is in their relationship with God, but we do know this, that Jesus said, and I want to cover these three things. He said to make disciples. Go make disciples. Christians aren't found. Disciples aren't found. They're made. In other words, he's saying, you're going to have to do something in order for people to become my followers. It's not about a church. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He's not saying, new hope, arise, glad tidings. Or, he's not saying that. He's saying, go make disciples of all nations. It's about following Jesus. It's not about what church people go to. So long as it's a Bible-believing Christ-centered church that people believe in Jesus Christ because he's our savior and he's the reason why we have this eternal life and salvation and access to God in heaven for all of eternity. But it's about this relationship with Jesus. Make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And baptism is coming up soon. We have to lock down the date. And many of you have yet to be water baptized. But he said, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them, and then teach the word of God. Teach them everything that I've commanded you. Teach them everything I've commanded you. That's why we teach from the Bible. That's why we go into the scripture because that's what Jesus said to do. Teach them everything that I've commanded you. And the best part is, and then don't forget, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And we get to be a part of that. There's a story of this kid who's on the, on the shoreline, and some of you may have heard this story, but He's walking on the shoreline and this older gentleman sees him from afar and he's wondering, what is this little kid doing? And he sees him just throwing what he assumes are rocks into the ocean. And he's just chucking rocks into the ocean. But as he comes closer, he's noticing that it's, it's something not like a rock, but something else. And he's, he keeps picking up these things and, and throwing them into the ocean. And as he gets closer, he notices that this little kid is picking up starfish. They all washed up on shore and they're all stuck on the, on the uh, higher grounds, on the sand. And so the man comes closer to the boy and he's throwing these starfish and he says, hey, 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 young man, what are, what are, you, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I, I noticed that every time the tide comes up, all the starfish gets washed ashore and, and if they don't get back to the water, they die. They get baked in the sun. And the man looks at the boy and the boy is throwing these starfish in the water and he then he looks at around on the seashore. He's like, um, there's like thousands of them here. I don't think you can get them all. What, what difference are you making? And the little kid looks around and sees the thousands of starfish. He looks at the man. And he looks at the starfish. Looks around. He's like, huh. He picks up a starfish. 
and he looks at the man, throws it in the water. It made a difference for that one. He picks up another one, watches the arms move and uh, throws it in the water. It made a difference for that one. He picks up another one. By this time, the older gentleman is like, I, I, I hear you. And he picks up one. And the both of them start throwing thro starfish into the water one by one. You may feel like you don't matter to God. But you matter. That's why Jesus came. And someone saw you and said, you know what? You matter. And they invested in you, whether you knew it or not. Others came along and did the same thing. If you were the only one here today or viewing online, this team, this church, volunteers and staff, if it was just you, we would still do this 100%. Because you matter to God. In fact, they did this as volunteers and staff when nobody was here, not knowing who was viewing online because people matter to God. If you were the only person on the face of this planet, Jesus still would have went to the cross and died for you because you matter to God. This is our great assignment that he's given to us. Don't ever think that what you do in this world is insignificant when you do it for the King of all kings, for the Lord of lords, the Savior of the world, and for God. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be willing. Let God take care of who's perfect. <laughs> He's much better, better at that. But as we pray together, let's leave with that kind of heart, knowing how valuable you are and that people matter to God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord God, thank you for showing us through your life example that you sent your one and only son to die for all of us because we matter to you. You've given us, given us an assignment, not just as a church, but as individuals, as believers, as your disciples, that we would live in this world and walk in this world and be with our families and, and whoever we are, in the unique way you've designed us to be used for you. Nothing is insignificant in your kingdom when we do it for you. In everything we do, everything we put our hands to, we do wholeheartedly as unto you. So I pray, Lord, as your people, that we would remember we're still on assignment. We still have a purpose. We still have value because people matter to you. So commission us today to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and to teach them everything that you have commanded us and then that we should never forget 
You are always with us, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. That's our commission, guys. That's, this is who we are. We will see you guys this Wednesday or Thursday or next week Sunday. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you soon.